In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month, Misra. And this month is the last month in the Coptic year. After it, there is only a very, very short month, we call it the little month, it's either five years, five days, or six days, depends on whether the year is leap year or not leap year. And with the end of the Coptic year, the church reminds us with the end of our life in order to be ready. So the theme of all the readings in this month about the end of our life. In the first Sunday of Misra, the church spoke to us about the parable of the wicked vine dresser to remind us that we are stewards. And since we are stewards, we are accountable to God. And at the end of our life and in the last day, the judgment day, the Lord will ask each one of us to give an account of our stewardship. So if we examine ourselves on a daily basis, then we will be ready to give an account to the Lord for our stewardship at the last day. But most of us, when we examine ourselves on a daily basis, we find out that we are not faithful stewards, we are not wise stewards, we have many shortcomings, we are failing maybe every day. So Satan will use this to attack us in order to fall in despair, and Satan will discourage us from continuing to struggle and strive in our spiritual path. That's why in the second Sunday, the church spoke to us about a person who is failing in his stewardship, who is a tax collector, greedy, harsh, lover of money. But God actually, when the grace of God touched his heart, he turned him, he was transformed. And he became not only one of the 12 disciples, but also one of the four evangelists. I'm speaking about Saint Matthew, the calling of Matthew. And in this chapter, we heard these beautiful promises from Christ. I did not come to call righteous, but to call sinners to repentance. The whole do not need a physician, but the sick. So the message of the second Sunday, don't lose hope. Even if you are failing every day, this means God came for you. He did not come to call righteous, but sinner. Just surrender your life to him and he will bless you. And this will bring us to the third Sunday of Misra, last Sunday. When actually, they, brought, they told him that your mother and your brothers are asking for you. 
So the Lord asked, who is my mother and my brothers? The purpose of this question, he wants to bring our attention to this very important question. Why God chose Saint Mary in particular to be his mother? Because she surrendered herself to the will of God. That's why he said, whoever does the will of God is my mother and my brother and my sister. So, be like Saint Matthew. Surrender yourself to God and he will raise you from the death of sin. Imitate the image of Saint Mary, the mother of God, in doing the will of God. When you say to the Lord, let it be to me according to your will, as Saint Mary said, behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your saying, then actually when you surrender yourself to God, then you will be a faithful and wise steward. Today, the fourth Sunday, as you heard, the gospel is about the science uh, of the end of days, as well as the science of the destruction of Jerusalem. And the Lord went back and forth between explaining the signs of the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the end of the days and there are similarities between these two uh, events. And this gospel from, from Mark, but next week, which is a Sunday that comes during this very short month, the little month, you will read the same uh, event, the end of the world, but from the Gospel of Matthew. So what is the message that the church want to give us today from the reading of this Gospel, which is different than the message that the church will teach us next Sunday. Although the two chapters are similar to each other, but the church has intention to send two different messages. The message of today is very clear from the last verses of the chapter. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It's like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So the word watch here was repeated at least four times in these verses. So after the church told us about our steward and we are required to give an account of our stewardship and don't lose hope because Christ came to call sinners to repentance. He did not came to, uh, come to call righteous, but he came to call sinners. 
And by surrendering yourself to the will of God and living according to his will, then actually you will be like St. Mary or St. Matthew or all these righteous. And you will be qualified to be called with faithful and wise steward. But many people started as wise and faithful steward. But unfortunately, they did not continue. Many people started with the spirit, but continued with flesh. That's why it is not only important to uh, start to surrender yourself to the will of God, but you need to continue your journey in surrendering yourself to the will of God. And to continue your journey, you need to be watchful. Watchful. Because Satan will send little foxes to enter into your vineyard and to destroy your vineyard. As we read in the book of Song of Solomon, watch for the little foxes that may enter the vineyard of your heart and to destroy the whole vineyard. So, for what we should watch? What are the things that I should open my eyes and watch for these things lest Satan actually make me drift away? The first thing you need to watch for is your goal, your spiritual goal. In our life, the goal is to love God and to be united with Him. That is the goal. Many of us, we start with this goal very clear. But gradually, this goal disappears. And we start to drift from this goal. And other goals will replace the main goal. For example, you may start to serve in the church, whether in Sunday school, or whether in deaconship, or whether in the board of deacon, or any other service, building committee, any other service. And when you start serving in the church, the goal in your heart is to serve God whom you loved and to be united with God. So this service will be means to the union with God. But gradually you forget this goal and you drift away. Then the service in itself will turn to be a goal. And because of this, you lose your spirituality gradually. You will find yourself fighting and having conflict. And maybe you comfort your heart under the name zeal. And you say, I'm just zealous for the Lord. Saint Arsani, Arsanius, when he 
joined the monastic life, he was watchful, lest he drift away from the goal. And every day he used to say to himself, remember Arsani, the goal for which you left the world. He reminded himself every day why he left the world. Lest in his monastic life just live a routine life and drift from the goal. So every day ask yourself, is the goal still clear in front of you? Or you are drifted from the goal which is the union with God, love of God and the union with God. Whether everything you do in your life going to serve this goal or you are drifting from this goal and now you have other goals in your life. Another example, a person may start reading and studying in order to increase his knowledge about God and this will help him to be united with God. And then gradually the goal will be the reading and the knowledge itself, not God. And he starts to be arrogant and to be prideful. And this arrogance will appear in his communication with the people. Yes, he is very knowledgeable, but he starts to put people down. And the goal starts to drift away from the union of God. Another example, maybe a person uh, start helping others. And that is the goal. He's helping others in order to be united with God. As the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. But gradually he forgets this goal and he perceives himself as the Savior of the world and forgets that the Lord is the Savior, not me. But some people in helping others they drift away from the goal and they perceive themselves as the savior. They want to save every single body. Even in, in psychology, they call it savior complex. This is drifting from the goal. Be careful lest you drift from the goal. Be watchful and put this goal in front of you every day love of God and union with God. Another thing we need to be watchful, in order to reach this goal, there are certain means. You cannot reach your goal if you are not walking in these means. The means to reach our goal is prayer, the word of God, Worship, like liturgy, repentance, confession, communion, spiritual readings, 
spiritual meetings, all these are the means. So Satan may start actually to make you uh, follow just the routine, but not the spirit. So you pray your Agbaya every day, but it is just words coming from your mouth. You attend the liturgy every week, but just you are there by your body. Your spirit is not there. You read the, body, the Bible every day, but this reading is very lukewarm. There is no depth in it. Not like David when he said, open my eye that I may discover wonders from your word. And gradually, this means will turn into just a routine, very lukewarm, very cold. There is no spirit in it. Then, if Satan was successful to make this means just a routine, then actually you cannot reach your goal. That's why we need actually always to be watchful how we pray, how we read. You know, when one of the scribes asked the Lord, what is the important commandment in the scripture? The Lord told him, how do you read? How do you read? The very important question the Lord is asking each one of us. How do you read? How do you pray? How do you worship? How do you serve others? Sometimes we pray and we read, but the love of God is not there. The spirit is not there. And then our worship turn into vain worship. So be watchful, lest Satan steal the spirit from your prayers and your spiritual means. Be watchful, lest you end up following a routine, but away from spirituality. The third point, you need to be watchful for the traps of Satan. Satan all the time is fighting against us. He wants us to fall. And actually, he have many traps. He can attack us with right attack or left attack. Right attack when make you believe that you are better than the others and make you fall in pride and vainglory. Left attack when he make you fall in the sins of the beginner. Sin that you repent from very, very long time again, uh, uh, ago. But Satan start again to tempt you to fall in these sins. And you say, you know, many years ago, I repented from these sins. Why I am being attacked now with the same sins? 
Be watchful. Watch and pray lest you fall into temptation, as the Lord said. Watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. St. Paul, when he spoke about the spiritual warfare, he said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Device, he's here Satan. We are not ignorant of Satan devices. We are not ignorant of his ways of deception. Satan used deception in order to make us fall. He deceived our mother Eve, and that is how he convinced her to eat from the forbidden tree. Be watchful in your spiritual warfare with Satan, lest he deceives you and you fall into temptation. This actually leads me to speak about the gradual drifting away. Satan many times will not ask us just to fall in sin suddenly. But he will ask us to compromise a little bit. Then when we compromise a little bit, and then we compromise again, and then we compromise again, then over long time we may fall in sin. Satan will ask you to compromise your boundaries, boundaries between good and evil, boundaries between right and wrong. And when you compromise a little bit, it doesn't seem wrong to you. That's why St. Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, he said, beware of the resembling of evil, not only from evil, but things actually that may lead to evil. They are not evil in themselves, but they will lead to evil. Satan may take years in order to make you fall in one sin. Start, he will play with your mind. And then you make you compromise some principles. There are some principles in our life, we, are, we hold them steadfastly. So these principles, Satan will try to convince you to compromise them a little bit. Once you accept this idea to compromise this principle, for example, he will tell you why you need to, to fast all the fastings. It's not important. Nothing wrong, actually, if you break the first few days of the Advent, the Nativity Fast, in order to celebrate Thanksgiving. You have guests and it's okay to compromise these two or three days. And you will say to your mind, I think it's okay, nothing wrong to break these two or three days. And you break these two or three days in the fasting and nothing happened, so you believe it's not wrong. Then the second year will ask you to compromise you more. 
third year or compromise more and compromise also in your prayers and compromise also in your attending the church etc etc until you became lukewarm then he will bring temptation to you now you don't have your spiritual weapons you compromised all of them then when he attack you with any temptation you find yourself with no spiritual weapons so you will fall and then you will, you will wonder why did i fall yes because you actually start to compromise little by little this gradual drifting is very very dangerous because we don't realize that we are drifting from our principles and our goal. Another thing we need to be watchful for is the concepts and the principle in our life and the doctrines and our dogmas. Some people like the Bible spoke about in the book of Acts about the people in Greece they are fascinating fascinated with everything new so sometimes we are fascinated with new theories with new idea with new uh, theology and we start reading and gradually our mind will change many people became atheists because they start reading in this new ideology without actually being confirmed in their own faith and they are fascinated by all these uh, beautiful words from outside but they are from within full of poison and gradually they start to believe this new concept and these new theories although they don't have any ground be watchful what you read be watchful what you accept in your mind actually king solomon in the book of ecclesiastes chapter 12 the last chapter he said in verse 12 and further my son be admonished by these of making many books there is no end he said this thousand years ago i don't know if if king solomon is living with us today what would he say about all the information that available to us back then he said of making many books there is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh if you don't read with discernment you will actually start to believe in heretical concepts let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. 
for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Another point you need to, to be watchful for is your spiritual growth. Are you growing every day or not? Do you bear fruits in your life or not? John the Baptist said, bear fruit befits repentance. The, in the first Sunday of Misra, the owner of the vineyard asked the vine dressers to bring fruit to him. God expecting you to bear fruit, fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. Are you growing? Is today better than yesterday? Is this year better than the last year or not? You know, in, in our spiritual life, there is nothing called idol. Meaning, either you are growing or you are falling. If you are not growing, then you are falling. So you need to examine yourself. And this is the importance of discipleship, having spiritual fathers, to examine with him my spiritual growth. I am growing every day or not. And the last point you need to be watchful is your uh, your talents. God gives you talent to serve one another with these talents. Are you using your talents wisely and faithfully or not? Be watchful. Lest you use the talent for your own glory. God gives you talent of speech. God gives you talent of serving others. God gives you talent of administration. God gives you talent of singing. Many, many different talents. Are we using this talent for the glory of God? As St. Peter said, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God or not. So we need to be watchful. The message of the church today, watch. Watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. We spoke about seven areas in which we need to be watchful. Our spiritual goal, spiritual means, spiritual warfare, gradual drifting, new concepts and new ideology, uh, the spiritual growth, and finally, how to use your talent. May the Lord help all of us to be watchful in our spiritual life. So when he comes and asks us to give an account of our stewardship, we tell him, we are ready to stand before you, O Lord, and to give you an account of our stewardship. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Oh, yeah.